Welcome to the Cam and Joe Show. My name is Joe Steele. And in this episode of the Cam and Joe Show, we interview Angelica Gomer. We talk about relationship no-nos and how to communicate successfully. Please enjoy. Welcome to the Cam and Joe Show. My name is Joe Steele with my good friend, Cameron Elkins. Good morning, buddy. How are you, man? I am fantastic. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We get to sit with, so last week we had Larissa Childers on. She talked about therapy in Sutter County and talked about how she got all of her hours. Now we've got another therapist who's in the process of getting full licensing, Angelica Gomer. Good morning, Angelica. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you guys? Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm I'm super excited for today. I'm super excited to have you on. When um, leading into February, February being Love Month, Joe and I were talking about, you know, who can we have on the show that's going to talk a little bit more about identity and love? Yep. And we started to talk more about it, and we're like, dude, we need we need like marriage therapists in here. We need anyone that can speak on identity and love. And I mean, potentially, if if somebody finds himself in any sort of crisis oftentimes i feel like it is a they're they're in a spot where they're they're reaching out they're seeking mm-hmm. something right and if people don't have somebody in their corner they need to seek out a third party and that that's where in in my opinion that's where that that therapy or that therapist comes in um so let, let's i want to i want to I, I know a little bit about you thank you so much for being here i'm super excited it's to dive awesome. in yeah um so for those who are watching or listening to the podcast that don't know about you, um, the floor is yours. Let's, let's hear a little bit more about your journey, why therapy, and, uh, and how that fills your cup. Yeah. So I like to say I wanted to be a therapist before I knew what a therapist was. Um, I really wanted to help people. So when I was younger, I didn't really go to therapy, although I definitely could have benefited from it. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. But... I went into my undergrad at Whitworth University, which is in Spokane, Washington, and I studied there for four years, and I knew going into it that like therapy is what I wanted to do, so mm-hmm. with that, I knew I wanted to study psychology, and I actually didn't change that as much as normally people would. Sure. Um, so I graduated in that um, from Whitworth, and then... At that time, actually, William Jessup was like my second choice. I always thought I was going to go there, but mm-hmm. I'm also a dancer, so I wanted to study dance, and Whitworth had dance. That's awesome. Um, but William Jessup added a program while I was in my undergrad, so then I was able to come back to California to get my master's at William Jessup, which is super important to get your master's in California if you want to practice in California oh, sure, because California is like one of the hardest places to get licensed. Like, so, in, like in everything. Like in everything. <laughs> so I was like, well, I need to get my bum back there if that's where I want to be. Yeah, sure. Um, so I graduated from um, Jessup in 2021. So I went through it and, you know, we were on Zoom and doing all that. But Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was interesting. My first therapy experiences we're, we're, we started in person, and then we went fully remote, so yeah. I got really good yeah. with Zoom. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now we're back in person. So I I just like helping people. Is really sure. it's really fun. Um, it's a unique way to like sit with people, and I've been able to sit with people through like many phases of their life, which has been really cool to like build that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. I also think like therapy is so critical because it's just an unbiased opinion like yeah yeah if you were to go which i think obviously you should talk to people in your life but they're always going to have a buy-in like sure sure if i'm considering yeah. moving and i ask the people in my life they're going to be like give me advice but they're also going to be thinking about how that affects them yeah versus oh, your therapist is just yeah. like what do you want an Un- unapologetic transparent third party mm-hmm. yeah oh and that's super important because like you were saying it's like everyone has an opinion based on it Anytime I get ever get asked questions like that, um, my always my answer is, okay, why are you moving? Like if somebody's gonna move, I'll use mm-hmm. the thing. Why are you moving? Because it's hard. Okay, why is it hard? And I'll just start playing that. And mm-hmm. normally, normally they still end up moving, but I'm like, you got to ask yourself the hard questions because things don't get easier if you move. No. Yeah. If you live in California mm-hmm. and you move to Florida, you may have more financial freedoms, but it doesn't mean you're free from your problems. No. Right? Totally. Yeah. No. No. Because uh, whatever built you in California is going to travel with you because it's your own. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Your it's, own ability or inability to save, your own ability or inability to build credit. Precisely. And everything else. Or run a business. Oh, yeah. From a, from a therapy standpoint, what over your you, – you graduated with your undergrad – what year? Uh, 2019. So in the bachelor's, while you were studying ther- therapy or... or uh, just, I, I got my, my major was in psychology and then I double minored in sociology and dance. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. So when you were in your bachelor's up in Washington State, was there ever, as part of the degree, clinical time where you get to actually meet with people or was it more kind no, of book setting how to it was a book setting um we for one of our projects we had to go to therapy sure. which was yourself interesting. yeah we that's ourselves awesome. had to and that's that was awesome. also a requirement yeah. in grad school is you yeah. have to i think go to like 20 hours of therapy that's so awesome. how, how was that amazing. how was that as in tell us about your first therapy setting in your bachelor's was how how eye-opening was that yeah honestly it was really bad yeah <laughs> um, you, you walk out like i need I, to do this i was really wow. like it was not i struggled with it i like sure. had I, uh, I remember going to my professor and being like that was horrible now given now i have so much more perspective sure it wasn't a, a grad student like in their the grad program at that university and i think that they were just trying to dig too deep for a first session sure um like so when i reflect back i'm like oh that probably would have gone somewhere if we had a relationship but that's the importance of like having a therapeutic relationship we're now with my therapist because i still go to therapy which i think almost every therapist should at some point yeah yeah um have that reference because we're just getting dumped so much 100 percent. um if she was to poke at those things it not would it I wouldn't be jumping up and down, but I'd be okay with it sure. because there was a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so those therapists knew coming in that it was students mm-hmm. per se. So yeah. 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 A little bit of even bias there because yeah. it's a school setting and oh, they're, they're only, trying to grill grill. But I think it's awesome that you you're like, this is the craft I want to go for. And then oh, you have great. to submit yourself to that craft. Yeah. I love that. Like like you become a contractor so you can build something. I love right. That. Uh 
you and you have somebody else build your house, it's a nightmare. You're like, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you don't no, nope, you put the molding on wrong. Yeah. Don't do it. Why'd you do it that way? And so I bet you that was did you have any of those thoughts when you were sitting in there of like, why are you asking that question? Yeah. I would have asked Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I, How does that make you feel? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> How does that make me feel? Yeah. Ask it that way. I don't think I like I knew some. I didn't know as much as I know now, but I remember just sitting there and being like audibly uncomfortable sure like, i was like sure. i want to get out of here really yeah. bad it's funny and then we had to write a whole report about like what we learned and i was <laughs> not I, much yeah. <laughs> submit <laughs> <Angel Gilmer. laughs> they're like two words here well yeah they could have done better what'd you learn i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> okay we don't say i'm fine in that therapy <laughs> that's all to set a boundary so so that nice. was that was your time boundaries like like last week yeah so that was your time up in washington you come back shout out to william jessup my wife has a master her master's from william jessup as well incredible school yes now going from your bachelor's into your master's continuation of the requirement to go to therapy right in, in yeah the, through the yeah program. well the yeah. undergrad we just had to go to one versus masters you have to go to 20 and they like break it up within like that time that because cool. the, the program was like two years and four months or yeah. something like gotcha. that yeah they, it was like and you had to get it written off by your therapist awesome but awesome. it opened up the door that i just kept going because sure. it was really beneficial and was that the same therapist through those 20 hours mm -hmm. wow I, and well, is, that, is that the same therapist that you still see today yeah i guess i did see someone briefly and then it didn't work out but yeah most of my hours and the therapist i still see today That's awesome. um because our our faith and our belief systems just align so sure. gotcha, yeah. i probably will see her for a very long time that's awesome i love it yeah. that's awesome and and tell us a little bit more about the the differences between sitting in that first therapy session through your bachelor's and then that first therapy session in your master's obviously having grown that much more and matured oh, yeah, that absolutely. much more and now mm -hmm. you know that much more both from a practical and you know educational standpoint yeah what was that what was that like do you can you remember back to your first i, I can't first so i saw someone right before the one i currently have um and I remember in that si that situation, um, I didn't realize how critical it was for me to find a Christian therapist sure. mm. because I was sitting there and the therapist was fine, but she was giving me advice that like contradicted my morals or not even sure. advice because therapists don't give advice, but her, her ideas, which I could understand the root of the idea sure. was contradicting like what I would want. Sure. Um, and so then I was like, okay, she's my fine, but that's yeah. just not my fit, which sure therapist you need to find your fit for 100 it's, like um, it's a friendship yeah you and it's Confident. okay to advocate for what you need so then when i found this one that i have now um it was so different because it was it was um obviously being a therapist going to therapy like you understand what they're doing and yeah, why they're yeah. asking these questions yeah or to some degree um but it felt different it was just and she took time to like actually just sit and understand sure so um to ask a follow-up question on that so in your i mean at this point it's a professional opinion in your professional opinion do you believe somebody should find somebody find a therapist that matches their faith or should they be unbiased in that as well i think Ooh, that's a good question to me so what i picture so um in therapy we learn a lot about like being culturally appropriate and sure, acceptive yeah. which mm -hmm. means that you have to ask the client like what their parts of their culture that is important to them sure yeah. i view christianity as like being culturally 
competent of it. Sure. And so I think if it's a big part of the client's life, then they definitely should have someone who is either willing to allow them to explore that or has context on how to. Sure. Um, For some people, you know, I have clients who that's not something they want to talk about at all. And that's fine. We won't talk about it. But other ones, it's like, no, to understand me, you need to know this and be allowed to talk about it. Yeah. And And, And to create an open space where they can offload whatever they're mm-hmm. going through or walking through or have been through yeah. right from a so so you you've now been practicing how long now how how long have you had your own client load or case load or call it what you will how long have you had individuals coming oh, to seek you out i think in a therapy setting i think it's been about uh let's see maybe like three years Three years in? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you. Somewhere around what there. It, what it, and obviously without giving names, what do you see as the reoccurrence in issues? There may be a better way to ask that, but what are you seeing as like one of the things that you end up talking about a lot? Oh, with, man. With what's the Yeah, what's the consistent medium across Correct. all of them? Yeah. So what's the thing, yeah. no matter what their belief system is, what is the Correct. thing that is like that's more consistent? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, there's probably a few things, but I think one of the biggest ones is just this identity, uh, like identity of self, because people don't understand themselves. Sure. They don't mm. then love themselves. Yeah. And so they're not willing to advocate for what they need or their boundaries or their feelings at all. So self-love, self-respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen I think, to that. Well, I, I think would... there's, a lot of, there's a lot of continuity between what Larissa was saying 100%. last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's a context that, at least what I look at, is there's a difference between loving yourself and self-love, because you can love yourself to the mm. point where you're not you're you're excluding yourself from the community element. Like you only love yourself in in your own way, right? But in order to truly accept yourself, you have to be okay with the things that you have in whatever setting you're in. Yeah. So you're not suppressing that part mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. Um, would you say that you see people suppressing mm. themselves? more often than not yeah definitely i think that people don't they like to like kind of be like a chameleon and like they'll have how they feel but then they'll just blend in yeah and then they come and they're like i'm confused why it didn't work out and i'm like well you weren't being you like yeah so relationship advice because we're in love month um that leans right into it what what to you from the outside somebody comes and talks to you about relationships what is something that you look for in that or even with something that you look for in a relationship that is safe to you this is safe this is a good place to start from um and then from there because there's too many variables if you start going for the whole relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's a safe element that you look for well i so i see couples and i also see a lot of individuals which some of the individuals are in relationships some sure. aren't yeah a lot of times for people that aren't in relationships but want to be in one one thing I look at is like, well, what do you actually want? Sure. Like mm. before you get in a relationship, what do you actually genuinely looking for? And there's not a right or wrong, but that person needs to know sure. yeah. what they're looking for. Cause a lot of times they're just yeah. like, Oh, I just want to be in a relationship. And then the first person comes around and they're like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I'm like, but did you want that? Like, yeah. and then we're, you know, three months in and they're like, I'm struggling. I was like, well, did you ever figure out what you wanted? Yeah. And they have no idea. So I'm like, yeah. I think that's the All biggest that. one. Because if you don't know yourself and sure. what you want in a relationship, you're not going to get what yeah. you need. Like, yeah. maybe you will by some random, like, coincidence, if there's coincidences. Sure. But 
it's not going to be actually what you want. And then when you're in one, I think that's a continuing process of you might not know what you wanted, um, but you have to reassess. Is this the right communication? Are we doing activities together? Like, are we putting effort in? Are you operating? uh, Or or the question I would think is, are you operating out of fear? Mm -hmm. Are you literally with this person because you're afraid of being alone? Being alone, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, uh, being isolated, like, that was something when I was dating Regina, something I had to overcome, having three older brothers, always being around people. I was so used to being around people, I didn't like being by myself. Yeah. So if I had a minute by myself, I'd be like, okay, where can I go? Sure. Who can I talk with? Sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. And then the more and more and the older I got, the more I enjoy nature walks or getting by myself and, yeah. and quieting myself down and kind of enjoying that. Um, and so, but my wife was the one going, you don't like being alone, do you? <laughs> and I'd be like, hey, we should hang out. She's like, you should be alone. Like you need some time. <laughs> and it's also because she's an introvert, right? Sure. So there's that element of like, mm-hmm. oh, so I think that I think that it's important to have, at least from my experiences, have somebody that challenges you mm-hmm. in a loving way. But as if anything is created on fear, it's gonna crumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as you're like, I have to have you. No, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Well, it's kind of a scary thing. What is one of the craziest um craziest like Again, no names. We, we keep people safe. But what's one of the craziest things you're like, really? That's odd. Type of a thing. Oh yeah, like a like a head scratcher. Like uh, where, where you're, you're like you're even trying to process. You're like that is just a weird way to look at it. Oh man, I don't know. There's so much stuff that you know. And any, I think that's such a. It could be crazy for me, but completely normal for them. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Well, I mean. That's why we have so many different classes yeah. of people, like yeah. class in the mindset. Like you have different personality types, yeah. and then you have sociopath, nar- yeah. you know, narcissists. Yeah. yeah, you can start getting some questions. You're like, you actually mean that? Oh, yeah. Okay. There's oh. definitely like charting. There's <laughs> moments in therapy where I feel like, and we call this countertransference, where sure. um, we realize that our opinion is in the room, and that's uh, natural for every therapist. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. We're humans, so we sit there, and there's times where I'm like, "Oh man, I have," a, but then I have to go and really reflect to myself and be like, "Why? Like, what was yeah. I feeling?" And sometimes, again, that means that I have to go to therapy sure. myself and, and be process like, that. <laughs> this thing came up, yeah. and so I think it's all just relative. But there's definitely times where I have to, and that's why we, because I'm not licensed yet we have supervision so in confidential settings oh for sure we're able to go take it and be like i don't understand (laughs) and oh that's been really helpful sure well i mean that's how you grow Mm -hmm. i mean if you weren't able to weigh what you've got going on and you run into a situation that i mean let's just look at the basic society situations and questions that you have to answer are not questions you had to answer 10 years ago Mm -hmm. not even questions that were even talked about 10 years ago it's true and some for the better and some for the why the crap we talking about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I think that um, I think as we continue to develop as a society, and we're trying to figure out what we actually are, um, I think we run into the same things. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think having that confidant is super, super mm-hmm. important. Um, and so, so you mentioned before. I mean, this is off camera, but you mentioned you're like you think everyone, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone needs to go and see a therapist. Expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, I think that, so I consider myself more of a long-term therapist where some therapists are like, we work on the problem, you're out. And that's great. There's definitely a need for that. I like to have that relationship and I just find that my clients stay. And that doesn't mean they might be coming every week, but they they have that consistency. We call it the open door policy. But 
I think that for most people, they don't spend enough time actually thinking about their experience and what they're feeling. And so to have 50 minutes where they're just being heard and Mm -hmm. understood or, you know, we're reflecting back like what we're hearing them say about the situation. Yeah. Like that's critical because we're just so fast. And so they have to sit there and they're not on their phones. Like they're just sitting there talking about themselves. I think the magic in what you just said is for 50 minutes them being heard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Being heard is is the magic of communication. Yeah. It's not your ability to talk. It's your ability to shut up and hear someone out. Mm-hmm. Right? And so few unfortunately in today's day and age they they so few have that, right? Yeah. Because like I'll I'll even notice it. I'll even notice it and, and I'll I'll be in a conversation with somebody and you hear their phone go off and you're in the middle of a conversation and yep. they they look down at their phone for a second you're just kind of like Oh wait. Like, oh no, you're fine. It's like, if if we are, yeah, in a in a headspace to be that distracted, mm-hmm. and that's with our friends, yeah. How is that going to be in the relationship setting, the school setting, yeah. the work setting, right? So if that individual goes unheard at work yep. and potentially unheard mm-hmm. at home and unheard in their friendships, oh my gosh, yeah. And there and there's <laughs> suicide right now. Oh yeah so high drug addiction so high if we from a societal standpoint understood hey two years one mouth let's do some math yeah you should be listening twice as much as you're seeking to speak i'm the goal what a perfect world it would be if we didn't need therapists yeah truly no right if everybody learned how to communicate I would love to be unemployed. I, would, and I no, actually no, truly, truly mean, like, I'm like the world I, I would wish, be better. I wish things like <laughs> yeah. I wish things like the food bank didn't have to exist. I no, wish for things sure. like like Salvation Army didn't have to exist. Therapy didn't have to exist because if we were able to communicate our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions, mm-hmm. and then the magic is being heard out yeah. and understood yeah. by those who we love. We wouldn't have to seek that out. Oh, totally. But unfortunately, we're in a society where we're not quick to listen, slow to speak, mm-hmm. like it says that we should be. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, cheers! You're yeah. literally you're literally changing lives, and you're literally saving lives without knowing it. So, yeah, cheers. we we always say, or what I say with my couples is listening to understand, not to respond. Because mm. a lot of times sure. when we talk about it, they made it. They find something that they're like. Oh, I disagree. Then they're just sitting in that. They're like, yeah. oh, I want to respond to this. Yeah. And their spouse might be like spewing their like emotional thoughts. And then the person comes in and they respond. And it's like the first like thing. Yeah. Sure. And it's like, well, you missed like you can see all it. of that. And so we have a tool that I use with every one of my couples. And it's so critical. Um, it's called the the comfort circle. And it's like a document. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this is like, we are going to force you yeah. to listen and, and to also share. And so there's a speaker and a listener. And the speaker like tells what they're upset about. And the listener literally just says, I hear you saying you're upset about that. And then they're talking about their feelings. And then the, we're able to go like, did you feel this as a child? And what we find is that like, they're able to get deep and then the person that's listening is actually understanding. Yeah. And the person that's speaking is feeling fully like comfortable to share and watching it in the room, like regardless <laughs> of how argumental the couple was, they're like suddenly like holding hands and looking to each other. Wow. And I'm like, and they're, they're just like, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah. this is just communication. Yeah. And like, yeah. this is amazing. But, but this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This feels so this good. This whole You're time. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
We've been married for 20 years. We've never had such a great. You mean I just had to use my mouth and words vomit out of it? That's it? And it's like, it's cool because it's just like you can see and you can see there's moments where the listener wants to share like Mm -hmm. either positive or negative, but they're just like, no, I hear you say this. Mm. Um, And if they don't get it right, we go, did you get it all? And then the speaker is able to go, no, actually, you just missed this one thing. And so they're really able to clarify, like, did you hear what I meant? Yeah. Well, active listening is a skill. And it is something like I've even pushed myself on an active listening because it's not just metabolizing the information because what will happen is I'll be listening to somebody talk and I have to I'll literally listen to the words and go, okay. And my brain will go, hey, you remember the uh, bat? <laughs> did you like, did you brush your teeth this morning? I'm like, I told you. Did I leave the oven? And then I start like rubbing my teeth and all of a sudden they're still talking and I look back and I'm like, Ooh. oh. <laughs> Missed the meat Oops. and the potatoes. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so that's something you have to, it's, it's, it's diligence. It's, you have to teach your mm. brain, hey, mm-hmm. listen, focus, stop. And I'm like, nope, I'll think about Squirrel. that later. Nope. Yeah. Nope, got to put that to the and side. And the, the minute you're hurt by that person, you're thinking about like the way they hurt you. So they could be like, yeah. oh, I'm re- really just needing some time to go hang out with Sally. And then the person's like, I hear that you hate me and you don't want to spend time with me. <laughs> like, what? Well, no, that's no, no, not no. what they said. Sally's like, a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, if Thanks, there's, Sally. If there's yeah, that Sally. too, if there's that too, you're like, okay, wait, no, like meet in the middle. Yeah. That- yeah. I always like to. What did you say? What did you hear? I yeah. always like to ask something that I've always done is I like to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't understand something or I need clarity, just just to kind of balance it out. And to me, that it also helps validate the person that you're having an active conversation with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you ask somebody, I like to start it with a question. How is your day? I'm fine. Okay. You replied without the ability for a question to be made, which means you don't want a conversation. And fine's yeah. not a feeling. Fine. Yeah. Effed up, insecure, narcissistic, and emotional. Got it. But uh, when you go, okay, how are you? conversations continuing and so it's this give and take people don't realize the power of asking one question Mm -hmm. asking a question and then listening to the answer and then oh that's interesting to know that and then asking another question Mm -hmm. that why do you think podcasts are a big deal yeah Yeah. literally all we do is we sit in a room and we ask questions yeah and that person replies and then they'll put it on in the background they're like wow that sounds wow. like normal. That's sounds, like, that's, why is there so much magic there? Because it's conversation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, I mean, just think about that. We went from television being the medium of fast, fast, fast. You're being mm-hmm. told what to think. You're being told what mm-hmm. marketing. You're being yeah. told. Now it's, no, you're getting to hear a conversation. Yeah. And it's more pleasing mm-hmm. because yeah. you're craving yeah. having a conversation with someone. 100%. It scratches a deeper itch, truly. I think that's, like, a lot of the, the nature of why podcasts and like like just from listening standpoint oh yeah i feel like it scratches a deeper edge than just watching a movie because we seek connectivity yep right if from from my and some viewers will agree and some won't if we are built designed and created for communion and communication yeah with god with our creator with mm-hmm. people around us if we don't have it or let's just say for two years we're forced to stay home yeah Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, that. No wonder we're in such a bad place in the wake of that. Oh yeah, because we were told not to do yeah what we were we were created yep to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're seeing all these statistics with with drug use and again suicide and all, all these things, and, and it's it you're, you're kind of like well yeah yeah absolutely it's sad to say yeah. but you're like of of course of course that's so high mm-hmm. because we pulled away connectivity we pulled away communication 
yeah. pulled away connection in general. So from a therapy standpoint, my, my brother um, is, is uh, he's in his master's right now uh, in therapy. He works um, in a clinical setting out in Calusa. So mm. what's, what's funny is having a brother as a therapist, this is the, the black and white of it. It's like, I'll ask my brother Chris a question. And then like when he starts to give like a deeper answer, I'm like, oh. We're on the clock right now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he's like, "Well, why do you feel that way?" You're just like, "You're doing it. You're doing it, you're aren't you?" <laughs> you're like, should I, "Should I lay down?" Is, is this? There's a couch over here in a chair. Can we just migrate, please? I think that'll be the safest bet. <laughs> and he'll jokingly like, we have this like family text that's mostly just hilarious and memes sending. Yes. Um, but somebody will say something, and then like Chris will chime in with like a, well, you know have them make you feel most like you know satirical yeah. and we're like okay okay <laughs> but that's 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 awesome you you working in you working in a therapy setting yeah and you having your heart in the right spot cheers to you being a light in this community oh, absolutely. because so many people that don't have that family member or confidant or friend if, if the second you're alone on an island and you're yeah. going through anything, it's it's the devil's ability to come and get us. Oh, totally. Right? So well, you also- being in a spot where, Joe, part of communication is <laughs> waiting your turn. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, Ouch. I'm blank. Ouch. Um, what I was going to say is uh, is the biggest thing is we suppress Yeah. when we should address, right? We suppress mm-hmm. the feelings that we have. Yeah. Uh, um, it just, I've been... It brings up a memory. I was 19 years old. Quick little story. Um, working at the hospital. Mm-hmm. This was just started the job. It's three weeks in, and I just my first time taking a dead body to the morgue. That was part mm-hmm. of my job. Yeah. Now I'd never. Transport. I've been to funerals, but I never. Yeah. You don't hang out with the body. Yeah. That's not something that you do. Yeah. You're not filling out paperwork and all that yeah. stuff. And I remember going in there, and it was such a polarizing experience that I didn't know the person. Um, it was just this you know, didn't know anything that was going on and I'm just in there and everything in me is just screaming discomfort. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know how to process mm-hmm. any of these yeah. emotions. I don't know how to process anything that's going on. So, and the guys I'm working with are like, yep, get a good look. This is what it's like. And trying to like mm-hmm. tough me up for the job. Yeah. Cause it was, I mean, it's part of the job. Yeah. So we get them up, we, t- we take them downstairs and I remember the whole day I kept seeing mm. the images of what I just saw mm-hmm. and flashing in my brain. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. And like trying yeah. to process that, trying to process that, trying to process that. And I went to, um, I went to youth to serve uh, and I'm going to the youth group to help out. And all of a sudden I, the, the pastor starts talking about giving your cares to Jesus. Now I've heard, I've heard the sermon like a million times. I'm like, of course, give your cares to Jesus. He's got it. I start weeping mm. because it had a deeper meaning because mm-hmm. there was an experience that I couldn't control. Yeah. Overwhelming me with emotions that I didn't know how to deal with. Um, and so after this, like he starts talking, I just start crying. I cry for like 40 minutes straight, just trying to mm. process because Nothing prepares you for that. Nothing prepares yeah. you for seeing yeah. somebody dead. There's, yeah. It's not as much as it's part of life. Yeah. It's not something we like. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the, the pastor came up to me after. He goes, "You all right?" And we sat and talked for twenty minutes, uh, and I literally wept. And so, I can see I haven't had a therapist, but I can see how there's been experiences that I've had mm-hmm. that, through the grace of God, that He's allowed me to be in the right place at the right time to be around the right people, so that mm-hmm. I could make it through. And that's the mm-hmm. power of community. And I think that as we realize that isolation 
doesn't work. Yep, it's not the way forward. And, oh, you mean I can just talk to somebody? Uh-huh. I think that that is what, what everyone has been asking for in church is praying. I, I pray that people would wake up. Well, the biggest thing people need to do is just talk with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as you realize the world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah. And you realize the power of your words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's huge. Um, well, you said you, you were younger that the, that you're like, I always wanted to get into therapy. Was there a moment or something? Yeah, somebody was, said something that, that, that yeah, pulled that out. I wanted to touch on that as well. Um, no. So I had, I went to an arts like high school, middle mm-hmm. school experience and I had stuff happen in my own personal life that, sure. um, I think they had like recommended therapy, like after my mom passed away, sure. but I was just like, no, no. And I mean, I, I had people I was talking to, but they sure. weren't therapists. No. For um, sure. and so I remember in high school, um, I looked at like my guidance counselor and she was so sweet and like probably the reason I went to college honestly that's awesome um and I was talking with her and I was just sharing like what I want to do and and I don't even fully remember I just remember being like I really want to like help people like with their problems I think is what I said at some and she was like oh well you want to do psychology and I was like what's that I didn't know that word existed and then she's that like the movie psycho and she was like because you know we don't they don't it might at least in my school i think they do now sure. they didn't have psych so i was like what's yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah um and she explained to me she's like you know i did she had done psychology now it's a different credential and all that mm-hmm. to be a school um counselor but um she was talking about it and i was like oh yeah that's what i want to do and yeah. so i just was like from then on i looked at schools that had psych now thankfully most every school has psychology sure. but i was like that's it that's that's it that's what i want to do that's and then bad. i was with psych i mean you can do a lot of things because it's just learning how to understand people 100 percent. but i knew i wanted to be a therapist and that's why i was like okay i have to get my master's and that's why i did it right away because i knew if i took a break it was not gonna happen um just for my brain um <laughs> but then you know i actually did my credits really quick and so i already had a dance minor and then they were like, you could add another, or you could take classes for fun. Yeah. I'm kind of type A. So I was like, I don't really want to do that. It needs to be like <laughs> for something. Yeah, for um, sure. So I think like my junior year, I added sociology because I was like, well, I might as well study the world that the people are living in. 100%. And that was actually really cool to understand that. But to answer your question, probably my school counselor. Sure. Just like explaining to me what it was. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever since then sought her out? um yeah i still have her on like okay. facebook i, I was gonna say she has to know that you now have oh, your master's in oh totally i practicing i think and... she lives in like chico now but Very i think cool. i sent her like a grad announcement like oh we've, yeah we've yeah. talked a little That's bit amazing yeah, yeah. To, to how fulfilling mm-hmm. would that be for her to oh, know totally. the impact she had on you is now stemming into your impact on others. Oh, totally. That's incredible. That, well, that's so cool. I think what's really cool about it, too, is you didn't have the words to know what you wanted yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you were like, that's it. Psychology, huh? That's, yeah. that's that. Thank you for giving me the word yeah. mm-hmm. that now is something I want to pursue. Oh, totally. 100%. I think because of the, I think we're in an oversaturation of knowledge all the time. We have all this knowledge, yeah. but because we hear all these words and we don't actually know what they mean, mm-hmm. as soon as we simplify something down, it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's what I want. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when, if we can do that again, because we're at a point where we're not doing that, mm-hmm. I think if we can do that again. A lot of issues we have will, will disappear. Oh, totally. I, I mean, I took Psych 101, which is like the intro sure. psych class, I think my freshman year. And I was sitting there and I was just like, this makes sense. Because psychology is so just like, you don't 
learn about it and then like leave it in the classroom. It's not like no, it's every day. You know, some topic where I, I don't like math, but it's not like chemistry where you're like <laughs> seeing it. And you see it a little bit. It's like well. you learn it, <laughs> you learn it, and then you see it everywhere. Yeah. Like you would learn it in the classroom. You'd walk out and it, you're not necessarily thinking about it, and you're like, oh, that's what that is. Like you're yeah. able to just like yeah. grasp it. And 100%. so I'm like, I know it's a requirement for most gen eds, but I'm like, it should be because sure. you sure. need to learn it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then the application is is everywhere. You, <laughs> I mean, you you'll hear about or from a friend of a friend of a friend. Oh yeah, my relationship didn't work out, and then you learn quickly it's their inability to communicate, and you're like, well yeah, <laughs> of course. Well yeah, well and it's even in I mean just pattern recognition. Okay, yeah. I have been in nine relationships, and they all have <laughs> failed because of the same factor. Because I'm trying to fix me via someone else. Somebody else is the problem. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I got something to do with it. I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I also think that we put too much, I think the power of therapy and having people around you that you can talk to freely and, and, and being able to express yourself is super powerful. But I also see that everyone thinks a relationship is going to fix that no. problem. Uh, and it's like, no, that's no. not how it works. It just amplifies them. Well, I was, yeah. I mean, to you be don't very- change when you get into a relationship. To be very transparent. I mean, I was told all throughout church, oh, you're going to get in a relationship uh, and all of your lust issues, anything that you like, pornography, that's all going to go away when you get married. It's like, nope. oh, no, oh, no, not in any way mm -mm. because you're creating a, a false facade. And so consistently we're told that just do this and this will work. Mm -mm. Just work 40 hours a week and you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Just and, and then you go, no, no, I'm yeah. no, I'm not. There's more layers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as simple. As you that. have to get to the root. I think, and you know, you mentioned it. But one thing that I see of because I work in a church and sure. so yeah. and we work in the faith is a lot of people struggle with lust, pornography, or masturbation. And sure. they don't understand the science behind why they're struggling with it. Like, sure. you know, we can look at it from a, a, a Christian perspective, but also you're releasing a bonding hormone when you engage in those things. 100%. So you're doing it because you want to bond. Okay, if I can get to the root of that, can we heal that? Sure. With, if you don't, you're choosing not to use those things, heal it in a different way. But they don't understand. They're just like, I, I don't want, and I'm like... Okay, no, yeah. but it's a you're trying to bond. You're feeling disconnected. You're trying to bond. Well, it's, yeah. uh, it makes me feel good. I was like, yeah, no, of course it makes you feel good. I think that if we're in the pursuit of what only makes us feel good, scary place. Nobody would ever go to the gym. Nobody <laughs> would ever go to work. Nobody yeah. would have any conversation. Conversations yeah. are uncomfortable. You yeah. can get to a point in a conversation where you're like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, right. And so if we were just to pursue what makes us feel good, yeah. And so I I, I look at the stats on on that. I mean. If you're hearing it for the first time, I'm not a fan of pornography, people. I think it it degrades you and degrades the people. OnlyFans is is disgusting and it's destroying our society. I'll say it on the bleachers. I have no issue yeah. saying that. Doesn't mean that you're a disgusting person. No. It means that you have stuff you're figuring out. Yeah. But I don't I think that we condone things in the shadows because they're in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And then if the then the shadows go, no, we want to come to light. And it's like, no. You're in the shadows for a reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I think that it's easy for us to go, oh well, well, 
you're a Christian, so you don't understand. It's like, no, let's just go into mechanics of the body, like you were saying, the bonding mechanism, uh, uh, the releasing endorphins. If all you do your whole day is re release endorphins, you never do anything to actually earn those endorphins. Yeah. You're actually training yourself that everyone's going to give everything to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that you don't Extremely have Extremely selfish. It, it, it's self-serving. And we're so, we're working towards that being so much quicker. It's why yep. TikTok is so, mm -hmm. like, you know, I've, people addicted to it yep. i probably watch tiktok too much but it's the videos are short and yep. they're fast and now you have people watching them on like 0.3 speed and they're getting the same amount of endorphins from a tiktok video that they were getting from a youtube video that yep. they were mm -hmm. getting from a movie yep. and so yeah. now of course they need more endorphins because their tolerance is higher yeah absolutely so they're just yeah doing that and then yeah. you can talk about the, what that does to your mental health so you're whole other yeah. so you're saying we're drug addicts we'll, we'll need Got it. we'll need another segment with yeah. you if we're gonna go that deep oh my gosh <laughs> yeah okay so um if somebody's looking for some help and they want to yeah. reach out to you how can they get your info yeah so i currently work um at soul care which is at bridgeway church so they can go on that line cool um and then hopefully within like a uh, probably by the end of this year, <laughs> I will be licensed. That's the goal. And then I don't know fully what I'll do, but probably private practice. I'm just kind of discerning where that will be. I currently sure. work not where I live. So gotcha. Sure. That makes it difficult. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Thank you for thank you for taking the time. Of I, I th this has been for 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 myself included. It's been super eye opening. I love your take on it. I love the I love the underlying. It comes back to identity. Yep. Comes back to self love and knowing yourself. Yep. And then seeking out what is you know what is truth, what is foundational, what is appropriate and inappropriate boundaries to create a whole person makes them better in a relationship, better in a friendship, yep. better in a romantic relationship, totally. so on and so forth. So, thank you for being here this morning. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I think this is a great thing you guys are doing. Cheers. We appreciate it. Thank you for checking out the Cam and Joe Show. If you guys are liking our content so far, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also listen to us on Spotify.